0: The okay. Will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Hello, today I am honored to have Michael Mayo on the show. Michael is an internationally trained medium, astrologer, and spiritual teacher. He developed his mediumship in the United Kingdom under mediums such as Gordon Smith and Eileen Davies. Michael brings a practical, grounded, and evidential style to his spiritual work. While developing his mediumship, Michael graduated from the University of California, Irvine with a bachelor's degree in psychology and social behavior and a B.A. in drama. With his passion for teaching and helping others discover their own unique spiritual connection, he has taught and studied in the U.S., Europe, and Australia. Michael is also a second-generation astrologer with over 18 years of understanding astrological theory. He teaches and holds workshops throughout the United States and abroad. Blending his many spiritual gifts and skills with a practical, grounded results oriented approach michael helps you to discover your strengths what holds you back and empowers you to discover your own inner strength and grit he has brought messages of love and hope from those on the higher side of life his greatest mission is to show that life like love is eternal welcome to the program michael thank
1: you. Thank You, Mud. So nice to be here with you. Yes. Um, it's always uncomfortable to listen to my own bio, <laughs> so I'm here the whole time kind of just like, <laughs> did, that, did that sound okay? <laughs> it sounded great. It's just, it's just for me, I'm just like, did I? I I'm not one of those who likes to talk about myself, right. and so to hear her, you know, put out right. there like that, and it's like, anyway, did I do that? <laughs> exactly. I <said> that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's funny. I was trying my best not to do the cringy phases. Right, phases throughout, right. Here we are.
0: Here we are. So, so how you doing with everything that's, that's going on? You're quarantined. Are you pretty much by yourself or are you with some family?
1: Um, Yeah, I'm quarantined. I have a, a roommate that lives uh, with me. So uh-huh. she and I live here together and yeah. we're both very, very good about quarantining and social distancing right. and all that sort of thing so yeah um, it's been going pretty well you know uh, after I would say right now it's what like four weeks in I think Some, I don't even know
0: I've kind of lost like track
1: that. but um, we've we've kind of found our groove I yeah. think a little bit so uh, you know and, and I think this time for a lot of people has brought up so many different kinds of, of, of things of, of you know you're forced to face yourself you're just kind of forced to face what's going on with you and and you know you have nowhere to distract yourself and and although i consider myself a person who is very open to you know looking at myself and and deciding and, and understanding it's like okay well now i get to go even deeper in that process and um, yeah, you get very surprised with what what you find when you have these kinds of situations. So let's so
0: um, let's talk about that because um, being a medium and an astrologer, I'm sure many of your friends are calling you and saying, "Michael, what's going to happen?" or "What do you see?" or you know all of these. So um, have you have you gotten any any messages from the spirit world about about what's happening in the world today, or is that is, is that does that happen
1: yeah so as of yet no I haven't gotten any messages uh-huh. necessarily from the spirit world but what this time I think really has brought me is a deepening of my connection to the other world
0: because
1: when we have these kinds of situations happening where you know you know this is an unprecedented sort of thing yes. in that you know of, Governments are being you know closed down and public places and all that stuff. we haven't had at least not in my lifetime I don't think your lifetime either. Mm-hmm. We've we've had that but um, When we're kind of put in these kinds of situations You have to look at what you can hold on to what what can kind of brace you and what can sort of refill you throughout the process and what I've come to realize is the only like the, the biggest things that have helped me throughout this whole time is my spirituality, is this thing that, you know, when all is said and done and I leave this life, it's the one thing I'm gonna be able to take with me, right? And right. as we have, you know, you know, what the virus very much represents is mortality, right? The virus is very much representing our mortality and um, in a lot of ways, you know, i've I've read a few things from what other people have been been saying, and I've kind of come to my own sort of conclusions. But I feel like with all of the things that are going on, we're really getting an opportunity to a look at ourselves as a people and all over the world, because this is not just happening here, right? right. This is happening everywhere. So all of us are on pause. and And it sort of makes you begin to wonder, is, you know, i'm not one of those people that that believes that you know every single thing happens you know for a reason right. although i am one of those people who believes that how we respond is where that spirit growth comes from does that make sense yes. and i think that that's where um because you know there's a lot of people that believe the that you know We are responsible for everything that happens in our life that we experience. I'm not one of those people. I think that there is uh, something that's a play that's, that's just happening due to cause and effect, but how we respond, how we grow from those challenges, how we move past them, that's where our spiritual growth comes from. Mm-hmm. So I think that this time period is really offering to everyone uh, on a global scale to A, a pause and look at the life that you're creating, and B, look at yourself, as well as the structures that we have. One of the things that was so big to me was, seeing how fragile every structure that we have in place in our world can just come to a halt, become an invisible force that we can't contain for whatever reason, right? And now everything has come to a pause. And so it shows you, okay, well, what what can I hold on to? If I can hold on to, you know, the social events, if I can't hold on to the government, if I can't hold on to the economy, if I can't hold on to these things, that structure school, work, all of these things, we're really left with ourselves. And I think that this time period is so much about okay, well, what does stay with me? What does ground me? What when everything is stripped away, what is there? Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, you know, I thought I had it way more under control <laughs> than, than I did. And and you know, I'm definitely the type to say um, you know, when I when I need to grow, and, and this uh, this has really been an opportunity uh, for that growth for me. I would say,
0: you know, i th- I think you're I think you're right. It's we've become so isolated in this world. Everyone or many people live their life, you know, and we're you know we many have kind of just become isolated even before this happened, and this brings about, I feel, an awareness, an awakening that we are universally all tied together. You know, we are all one. And that what one does, it does affect the other. And the ripple effect, I think these lessons are huge, that we really do need to take care of one another. And and you're right. I, w- I was talking last night with my twins about their 21, but about this woman that I'm interviewing. Um, do you know Leslie Lupo? Have you have you met? Not
1: yeah, her yeah.
0: Now. She has this amazing um, story. That, um, she had a near-death experience, but she had lost her memory, and so kind of like what you're saying, everything that she was, like everything that makes Michael Michael, was sort of gone. And I mean, it's not that extreme now, but it's like, then who, who are you? And I think a huge question is what's important to you? Who's important to you? So tell us a little bit more about your growth because you're so grounded. And so, you know, and that this has been a huge growth time for you is such a, um, it's, it's wonderful to hear. It's inspiring to hear.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely one of those people who doesn't believe in putting on errors of, yes. of, you know, oh, I've got it figured out because what you realize as you kind of develop your spiritual journey is that once you think you know something, you really don't. And you have to keep unfolding that and seeing the deeper levels and layers that exist there. So for me, oh man, I'm, it was a lot of dealing with my human self it was a lot of deal with my like mortality and sense of mortality. And then like the underlying psychological things that I just really thought I had overcome in my life. And so things with like health anxiety and just anxiety in general, like right. having to really look at that. Um, and then, on top of this, um, I had the very first close, close person to me pass away. Uh, not from the virus, but just oh. she, who was near and dear to me, passed away. Sorry, um, one of those killer people in your life. And, yeah. and that also on top of it was, you know, now I can go see the person. You know, now I can not go see... Um, my family and grieve together, like everything had to be, you know, isolated. So I was very much forced to pay attention to me. How are you gonna deal with this? How are you gonna handle this on your own? Um, So a lot of my growth in has been about, you know, with this virus as another symbol of mortality, then also in my life having events that that, that were like that. And the, the thing that I think I want everyone to realize is that mediums have to grieve too. Um, just because we have the knowledge and awareness that life is continuous, um, doesn't necessarily mean that with the human side of us, isn't affected, right? Absolutely. All of that sort of thing. So, um, that's sort of what this theme of this time period has been for me is like this sense of loss. And I'm sure that, you know, there are plenty of people out there who are also experiencing that. And, And really what I want to speak about today largely is, is grief, because I think that's what everyone is sort of doing on different levels and capacities you know some people are grieving their lives some people have lost lives you know to the virus some people have um lost certain freedoms and things like that and we're having to sort of in some ways grieve an old life um, the way that things have been Mm -hmm. and now we're having to learn okay how do i ground myself how do i pick myself back up from from sort of this time period Um, and I think also too is the uncertainty aspect of it all as well, right? Because we don't know when it's going to be kind of back to normal. Although I don't know that ever will be back to normal, right? But moving in that direction. Um, so those are kind of the overarching themes of, of sort of this time period for me is dealing with grief, mortality, and understanding um, you know, the frailty of, of, our, of our lives and of our structures. So what is left? When we start to strip mm-hmm. all of that away, what is left? um and and i realized a my spirituality is a huge part of that um remembering and and finding grounding in the things that are true about myself and connecting with other people um relationships oh my oh my goodness how important are relationships right now you know now that we can't go we we took so much for granted i think right with like being able to call someone up and be there with them or or just go hang out and go on a walk, you know, all these things. And it's really starting to see, okay, what, what value do I put in my relationships? Um, how do I express these things? And, and, you know, I think with death in general, that tends to highlight that, doesn't it? Um, Absolutely. One of those things that I've heard is that death sort of gives meaning to life in a lot of ways it it asks you how do you choose to live how do you choose to kind of go forward and it's interesting as a medium because the knowledge versus the felt experience is two different things does that make sense
0: absolutely
1: and and there is this you know it also helped kind of put into perspective what it is that i do as well because Forever, since I've been doing this, you know, for however many years, you know, I never had anyone close to me pass. I was very lucky to be, what, 33 and never have have that experience. But now I understand it. Now I get it on such a deeper level than I ever understood. Because as we all know, when we lose someone, it's sort of like the phone's been hung up. And 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 there's never that ability to call that person or speak to that person or do the things that you wanted to do or the hopes and all of those things. It's sort of just like whoosh, everything is just done, right? At least that's what it feels like.
0: Right, that's what it feels like on a human level.
1: On a human level, yeah. And then when we have, you know, someone like a medium, for example, or even ourselves in our own personal experiences, because we're all mediums. If we, we're all mediums. Yes, exactly. yes. It's just a matter of just paying attention when we have those experience, it's as if that, that veil has been lifted you know it's as if that that phone gets lifted again and you go hey actually i can experience you i can know you i can hear from you again and it doesn't feel so final from a very physical perspective we feel death is such a final thing and then which is why i love that you're doing the work that you're doing marla you know bringing forward all these different people from all over different walks of life and experiences that they've had that show us life is continuous on some level right yes it keeps going um and I think that's so important and so needed. And I think what I think uh, with with people's passings, um, I now get what mediums are doing. Like, do you? Ha- I, I know you have lost significant people to yourself. Can you remember that feeling of? I just want to know they're okay.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and the first few mediums I went to oh my gosh, it was like, it was, such a gift was given, such a gift was given to me. But being on the human level, hopefully you write it down or something, because you just have to read it and listen to it over and over and over and over again, just as a, as a reminder. But it's, it's, it's not, it's irrefutable when you you know, when you get these, get these beautiful messages, but yeah, definitely.
1: Well, with, with that, that topic in mind of that, wanting to know if everything's okay, it's like, as a medium, when we're, we're developing, there's so much this thing with, you know, providing the best, most specific, most amazing evidence. But the reality is, and now being from the other side, I finally get it, is people just want to know they're okay. And that's the most commonly asked question. Are they okay? So like, I've given like these, insanely descriptive accurate like sort of things and they're like yeah that's all true and that's all great are they okay and and i remember back in the day i was like how does (laughs) what like of course yes yeah like, Like there was this part of me that was like i just told you all these things but what they wanted was this what they wanted was the feeling what they wanted was the connection and the memory of that person and knowing you know just to hear the words i'm okay you know? And I think that in, in a lot of ways, my mediumship is now deepened. Oh, I'm sure. After experiencing now, uh,
0: it it takes on a whole different. You know, it, it's sort of like it's not like this at all. But I'll use this example. I used to teach um childbirth classes before I was before I had a child, and then I had one. And it's like, how did I ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> But, but nope, you know, that's, it's that's very similar. Yeah, yeah. But I, what, what a, I don't want to even, I don't want to say a gift at all, but what a, a tool to grow for growth for you and your, your, and your clientele.
1: Absolutely. Wow. So it, it's, it's interesting. It's like, one of the things you know as as i was going through this grief process i started to look for resources and people that i know who have gone through so much grief and loss and things mm-hmm. in their life um one of the one of someone i spoke to a really close friend of mine she was talking about okay you know as you're dealing through this pain and this loss and whatever it is you're grieving what is exquisite about this pain now, that's an interesting question to ask when you're you know, feeling that sense of loss or, or whatever, when we're grieving something, what is exquisite about this pain? And what I often you know, found with was the gratitude of the life and the love that I got to experience um, with that person, with the fact that that person was there for me, took care of me, raised me, you know, did so much for me. And, and to be grateful that I had that chance, that I had that opportunity Absolutely. to- to love in that way and to have those experiences and i think also too is like as we're faced with our mortality we we sort of have to remember that you know nothing is permanent here right and i think we sort of lull ourselves into these false sense of security of like this is permanent now the part that is permanent and this is what sort of circles back to you know what i was talking about in the beginning was we have to look at what are we taking with us when we do pass, and we can't take our clothes, we can't take our status, we can't take our symbols. As they say, death is the great equalizer. But what we can take is our love. What we can take is our memories. And now that I look back at all the memories uh, of the readings that I've done, it's never a, it's never a message of, you know, I wish that, uh, you know, you would have done X, Y, Z for me. It's never, uh, you know, this should have happened or this shouldn't have It's always, thank you. It's always, I love you. It's always, uh, going from a place of the things that mattered um, were the memories, the connection, the love that people shared together, the the time they got to, you know, the simple little memories. Like nice. those are the things, those moments, the smells, all of those experiences, that's what's of value. That's what we take with us to the other side. That's what people are here are left with as well Is is those memories. So, you know, there's a saying that I've heard, I don't know if I heard it or if I made it up, but I I remember, (laughs) probably heard this, was live your life so that you never need a medium. So that there's never any words left unsaid, there's never any, you know, things undone. It's always sharing with those that we love, that we care about, that they are valuable, that they are important, and never taking that for granted. I mean, we all will at some point, because, you know, we, we do. But it's about returning to that central core of you, mm-hmm. that, that love. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot, Marla, and in, in another interview that we did was about love. And and like that really is the tying bind that that keeps us with you know connected to each other. Absolutely.
0: So. And I I know that that after someone you know does pass, everyone, I mean, of course you go through a, a grieving process, but One day you do wake up and instead of having a tear when you think of that person, if not a whole swimming pool of tears, you have a smile because you think of all the beauty and love and silliness and that that was brought into your life. And you're so right because um, one thing with my experience is that i was so fortunate because i just i didn't have any as grief stricken as i was i i didn't have any regrets it wasn't yeah. like whatever if, whatever if, whatever if? i just felt like that relationship was so full and so just like you know yeah. um magical and I, I know I was, I was really blessed, but, and you know, that brings about a little bit about the life review. I, I don't know how much you've, you've um, studied in your death experience, but I have a lot. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. So it brings about also because as many of the people I've interviewed, um, when they return or while they are on the other side, they're asked, what have you done to serve humanity? What have you done for the world, and who who have you loved? And so, anyway, can you just talk a little bit about the life review? Because I think it's so important to for me when I found out about it. I like, I just walk through life so differently now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the life review is pass. You know, there's actually a, a, I know you know this, but for those of you who don't, since see the be a consistent sort of experience the details might be a little bit different as far as how it happened we pass but you know the being aware of being outside of your body that sense of freedom that sense of bliss euphoria then that sense of moving away being pulled towards either a light or or a tunnel or something like that and then usually along the way or at some point maybe near the end you start to meet some sort of spiritual being uh, of love that meets you. So whether that you see that as Jesus or whether you see that as a guide or a family member or something, you know, there's an experience there. And then we usually are, are brought to our life review. And, and the life review is looking back at all the experiences, experiencing them for ourselves, what well, you know, how we treated others, how they felt, as well as you know, the positive experiences and the things that we did with that. So you literally you're looking over your whole lifetime and 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 understanding, you know, how you lived how did you impact other people's lives you know i think when a lot of people come forward um from the other side as as you know m- through a mediumship reading usually as a place of wanting to right the wrongs as far as like i apologize i wasn't there for you enough or there's right. this understanding that they didn't have before that they now have now because i've I've heard from people they would say you know oh why would they be any different i'm like well because they went through a, a, a learning process healing process yes. as they passed through to the other side
0: and we've both so. heard so many times that it's all about learning there you know learning
1: Absolutely. learning about love and that is love the the key thing yes um and that like how did we love what did we do, how, you know, what was it like for us without that sense of love? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think when we look at all experiences, as we look at like rejection and, and trying and achievement and, you know, everything that we do, whether that's, you know, physically or something, we're always searching for love. Right. I know to some it sounds sort of
0: cliche or silly, but yeah. it's so not, it's so deeply, yeah. um, Um, a physician I had on who was talking about, he's bridging Eastern and Western um, civilizations, which I know you're interested in also, but um, he was saying, you know, they sure don't talk about love in medical school. God forbid you talk about your feelings in medical school. You know, people will scoff, scoff at that, but I, I hope that's changing. I mean, I know there's aromatherapy in hospitals now and Healing Touch and Reiki, especially in the UK and all these, these, these things going on. But So what have you, in this time of, gosh, growth, contemplation, grieving, um, what have been your, your biggest lessons for your soul? What have you, what have you learned about yourself?
1: Yeah, I think I'm still in the process of, of learning, you know, these lessons from the time period. I really don't know that I'll know them until I get there. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things is, is learning patience. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was already patient. Um, spirituality taught me patience. I wasn't patient when I was younger, but learning patience, um, learning to actually use the tools that I have. That's a huge thing because you know I can teach these things. I do work in this field so much that in some ways you sort of take these things for granted. Again, right? Where you know I know how to sit and meditate. I know how to do these things, but actually using them in those times when like you need something and you're looking for something to hold on to, um, that that I think was a was a big is a big part of of what I'm doing right now. Um, impermanence is a huge one, and like accepting what is in the now rather than going too far forward or looking back mm-hmm. being present um you know the the biggest thing you know that i've struggled with is the anxiety and all of this um and i have had to learn to go okay what's happening now <laughs> you're thinking like 36 feet ahead what's happening now how do we get back to the present and you know again i have these tools of how to bring myself back to the present and now i actually just have to pull them out and use them right so they, thank goodness. They've worked in a, you know, meditation and yoga have been key things for me throughout this whole time period. Um, Meditation because, you know, it helps us to connect with that greater part of ourselves, but yoga because it helps us bring us to the present in a very beautiful way. Because we're doing those physical movements with the breath, you're only focusing on what's happening in the now. Yoga is a beautiful tool at just practicing that sense of presence and being here, um, which is very, very much needed for most of us who are you know sitting here wondering when am i going to leave this room when am i going to go back out to the life that we had right um is, is huge um but one of the things that i did want to mention um about you know we were talking about end of life and we were talking about you know the loss of loved ones and um it was beautiful with this person who was very very close to me to know that a lot of the things that we hear about at end of life experiences happened to her so she started speaking to loved ones you know a week before she passed she, she was speaking to people who weren't there and my you know other members like I don't know who she's talking to those people are dead they're not here and I'm over here thinking okay and and the other shocking thing with it too was like I knew that that was symbolizing she was going to pass but I didn't know when and so you know, and with the coronavirus, we couldn't go see her. We couldn't go be with her. Oh, right. Um, and yeah. so that was another thing that was really, really hard. Right. Um, I, so I knew she was going to pass. I just didn't know when and that sort of thing. Um, but what's a little funny story about her is is that you know, when she had an open heart surgery in her life, she saw her mother. She saw her. Um, uh, she saw her two sisters who had passed at that time and they looked at her and she was trying to get their attention and because she had i guess they said the doctor said they had lost her for a, a brief a brief right. bit of time during the open heart surgery um, and this was many years ago and when she was trying to get their attention they looked at her they put their fingers to her mouth their mouth like this and they didn't say anything and they and she knew that meant she had to go back and so wow Yeah, I know. When she told me that story, you know, several years ago, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Um, And so then knowing that she was talking to her mom, her sisters, and then now her brother, who was on the other side as well, um, before she was passing, that's the thing that sort of gives me a little bit of hope, a little bit of closure in the sense that she wasn't really alone because there was a point where she almost died, right? and they told her, not your time, and then they were coming to get her.
0: Right, and now it is time. It's so interesting for you to hear you say this as a medium, though, because we we who don't, do not practice mediumship, it's, I mean, you really already know this, you know, but the, then to experience, it's, it's, I love, I need to have some hospice workers on the show because talking about people who've actually been there and seen that so many times, you know, people, I'll never, I'll tell you a little story about my mom. So she was in a, she wasn't really on any narcotics or anything like that. And one day I went to visit her and this was probably weeks before she actually passed. And she said, you know, Bill, Bill, somebody was here today and so on and so forth. And and they had already, all of them had already passed. And they wanted some breakfast and I didn't have enough orange juice. And I didn't, you know, my siblings <laughs> I are like, what? If, my mom is like totally losing it, you know? I'll never, ever forget that. And now I realize it was actually starting to you know seeing spirit starting to transition and that's it's and you hear those stories all the time when you start talking about hospice workers it's just it's part of their day it's I mean a beautiful part of their day but they do know it's coming very soon so wow so it was really different which is not surprising but so validating even for you to
1: actually know a friend that It's a a real thing, Um, like, this is the thing that kind of blew me away, is the difference between Michael the human brain and Michael the medium, because Michael the human brain, you know, when someone that is like a foundational person of your life passes, you also grieve that time period in some sense. So, like, my childhood was something I had to, like, grieve on some sense, because this pillar of my life was now gone. And, you know, I, I had to really go through these different stages of, of accepting, you know, death happens to me in my life, which is so funny being a medium because, you know, I, this is what I do. This is what I deal with. You know, you'd think, or at least I would have thought this would have been an easier sort of thing. But the reality is, is when grief comes and when these kinds of things happen, it takes away all logic. It takes away all, you know, plenty of, of reason. And it brings you to this place of what is here. That little person, that little child inside of me had to deal with this loss as well. And no matter no amount of knowledge and experience was going to mitigate that. Right. So I want to, you know, anyone who is dealing with any kind of grief to just move with it just move with the experience accept it and that there is no one way to grieve that it's going to look different for everyone and to just move within to that that feeling um it it, and i remember feeling you know these moments of like desperation where i was just like i just want to know you're okay i just want to because my grief was too thick i couldn't perceive the other world so i was too much in a different space, so I literally couldn't even feel energy during that time. So I, you know, wow. it was it was a very weird place to be. It's like someone hung up the phone on me. Do you know what I yes. mean? Like I really couldn't even perceive it myself. And um, <clears throat> what ended up happening was, you know, I spoke to the other world and I said, "Look, I was speaking to my loved one and and telling her, you know, please, can you just come to me in a dream because my brain, my my awareness right now can't handle right. it. Like it can't." but can you come to me in a dream? And then I offered it to my spirit helpers and I was like, look, I'm leaving this in your hands because I'm freaking out and I just need you to sort this. And I got my little symbol that said like, yep, we got it. And I was like, okay, well that night at the very middle of my sleep, so I had several dreams and then I had this experience and then I had several dreams. In the very middle of it, um, I was in a place that was from when when I was a child and I was with her and I was holding her And I knew in the dream that this was more than a dream. And I knew in that moment, this was the thing I asked for. It's happening. So I was like, oh, okay. And I was just holding her and we were laughing and we were joking. And I I can't remember all the details of of what was said, but I just remember it being this very, um, you know, positive thing. And then um, I remember her talking to me about, I know, I remember her talking to me about a dog. And I was like, what is, who is this dog? Like, I don't, I didn't know what she was talking about, but I was like, maybe this is just a dream because why is she talking about this random dog? She's like, oh, the dog is here with me. He can run, he can go play. I'm so happy, you know, telling me everything's okay. That's the only thing I can remember specifically. So I come out of the dream, you know, in the morning and I'm like, I don't know, maybe that was just a dream because, you know, this, this seems to be, you know, a dream because uh, it's random things coming in my sister I call my sister up and I tell her the story and she's like oh she's with she's with Lucky her dog and I totally had forgotten that the dog was even existed and the dog had had, had passed a few years ago and she loved this dog she loved this dog wow. and the fact that she brought that forward in the dream was validation for me that this this was a real experience because I genuinely had n- I have a horrible memory so those people who know me know I have a horrible memory I had no recollection of the dog and here it was like her telling me oh by the way I'm with the dog and wow dog. But that was nice little evidence for me absolutely as, as
0: a- and and <clears throat> and the beauty of that too is that you sure sure did remember that part of the dream you know because dreams are hard to remember and I know this from personal experience. You know when something's real because it's yeah. it's so real and you can't you don't forget it. You yeah, just don't absolutely. forget it. Yeah. Wow, that's um oh, Michael, thank you for sharing that story. It just it just gives one even more than hope. I think just, you know, a little softer, a little feel a little bit more loving, feel feeling a little bit more just grateful for everything we have, we have in this life. And wow. How long did it yeah. take you to kind of get through that um the real thickness that you could at least connect with the spirit world, maybe not bring her
1: through while you were not sleeping? Connect. Connect would probably be about a week. Oh, okay. So, so, so yeah. Again, yeah, 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 um, because you know it, it, it took a while, even though the grief started to subside. Because she was older, she was yeah. you know well into you know older age, and right. and so you know, there were stages of acceptance, like accepting people died, yeah, yeah, which is funny, yeah, yeah. but accepting that they died, and then um, accepting that okay, well, if everyone's gonna die, then I, I hope for a good death for, for everyone that I love, yeah, yes.
0: So that's the scary part, the way it
1: happens. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that's, that's my hope. The, the relief that I get to, though, is knowing, you know, the, the freedom that happens at the moment of death, and that you know, that they're no longer in pain. That's beautiful.
0: Well, we need we need to wrap it up. So I'd like for you to, to just say a few words of wisdom about, you know, what what others you can share with others to to help them through this time a little bit?
1: I really think that the biggest thing is is to be patient with yourself during this time. Um, really be compassionate. Be doing things that take care of you. Because there is so much going on right now, and and whether we realize it or not, this is all happening on so many different levels for so many different you know groups of people. Just as a whole, you know, I think it's important for us to be kind to ourselves, take care of ourselves, you know, look at what is there as it arises, and just allow yourself to feel and do and decide what am I going to do with this? What do I want to, how do I want to go forward? Um, I think definitely the being patient part, find find something that works for you as far as you know these daily sort of yes you know sort of things some sort, of yeah. some sort of structure yeah that works for you you know it doesn't have to look like everyone else's but what works for you i would say don't avoid the discomfort you, you know don't avoid to the discomfort go into and see what is helping me in this right What is this t- what is this showing me like I said earlier with my friend who said what is exquisite about this pain well what is it about this whatever we're dealing with whether that's loss anxiety fear whatever it is what is it that this is teaching me what was the gift that is here and allowing yourself to kind of move into that Um, and then I would say lastly you know is really just cherish the relationships that you do have um, and and just really show love to those who who you're connected to because ultimately at the end of all of this that's always the thing that we're going to have that's always going to be the thing that we can return to is the love for ourselves and the love for other people um and just creating that compassion and if you can give and if you can help others that has been the other thing that has helped me the most is by anytime i'm working anytime i'm doing something like that that has brought me back to a sense of like normalcy and also a sense of um being there for other people right that is really what is needed too right now and 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 i kept thinking of this same sort of thing is when you know all of the things are are dark and, and dreary or whatever always look for the light look for the light where is the light where is the hope where is the the positivity and then if we can be a light for others i think that is also how we're going to be able to make it through this and in and, and the most positive and helpful way.
0: Wow. Beautiful words. Thank you so much, Michael. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, it was wonderful to have you today. And um, if people would like to find you, how could they do that?
1: Yeah. So you can find me through my website, mediummichaelmayo.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram, same thing, Medium Michael Mayo, and Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Medium Michael Mayo. Yeah. So.
0: And Michael is an amazing medium. I've had a few sessions with them, and yeah, it's it's been great. Well, thank you so much, and be safe, be healthy, and um, and take care, take good care of yourself.
1: And the same to you. Thank you, Marla.
0: Okay. Okay, and we'll be in touch soon. Thank you, and and I'll tell Eileen. Um, I'll give her lots of love from you tomorrow.
1: Do <laughs>
0: <laughs> Eileen Davies? I'm I'm interviewing her tomorrow, and they will be on the show back to back because they're they're best buddies and they're great together. So, okay, thank you so much, Michael. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening in today.